You are listening to How Does She Do It? Episode 131. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or 131st time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. I will start this episode by saying I am going to be talking about the unfortunate and untimely passing of Kobe Bryant. And so if just so you know, as we go forward and what happened was tragic. My desire in this episode is to reflect on both my emotions through this past week, as well as the impact and what I am hoping to carry forward. So I encourage you to continue listening. However, if you do not want to, if you need space and time from processing this, I respect that and I encourage you to feel free to stop this episode now because I too have had to come on and off of social media multiple times this week in order to give myself space from the emotion that this, this tragedy has just brought up in me. I will say that um, much like everyone else, this was because it was such a shock, it caught me by complete surprise. I did not believe it. I received a, a message from a friend who told me, you know, that what happened and I immediately go to the internets and it was confirmed, unfortunately, that Kobe, along with his daughter and seven other people died in tragically. And one of the things that I did not expect was to be as affected by this because I was not a Kobe Bryant fan per se. I have come to know more about him since his retirement from the NBA, but I didn't particularly like him when he played basketball because he was an extraordinary competitor. And what I now know in, in listening to him, both this clips of his reflections, both this week and in just since him retiring over the last three years or so, is that there was a a drive that came and contributed to the competitive nature that he demonstrated on the basketball court and was something that you had to respect because of the results that he got. And more than anything else this week, I started this week in between sadness and feeling badly about my own version of output, right? Obviously, I'm not an athlete. I am not one of the world's greatest in terms of anything, really. But I was getting down on myself about what we now have come to know and what has been kind of re, re, uh, re attention has been brought to it again this week Mamba mentality. And I'm like, you know, what do I do that well? What don't I do that well? Why am I not as fierce about pursuing X, Y, or Z in the way that he was? And thankfully, I pulled myself back from that 
destructive line of thinking because number one, my journey is my journey. Your journey is your journey. His journey was his journey. And instead, what I have been doing is thinking about the importance of being intentional about how you show up for whatever you do. And what we know both during his career and during his what what became his second career as a creator, he was an author of children's book, he was bo- books, he was a coach, he had this passion for his girls. And the fact that he was a dad of four girls and bringing sports to women and not, he talked in in an interview I watched him do, he was talking to, I think it might've been um, Jimmy Kimmel. And he was saying how every time, you know, a lot of times you read books where there's a girl protagonist, but there's always some sort of love interest, even books about kids or teenage girls, not necessarily the kids, but teenage girls in his reflection. And he's like, you know, I'm writing books to help children learn these values that I've learned from sports. And if it's a girl who loves sports, she's a girl who loves sports and that's it. There's no boy, there's no love interest, there's no emotions in terms of, uh, you know, an attraction to somebody else because he was so focused on elevating the emotions. And there's a whole, that's, there's a whole set of messages that, let me stop. I will say, this is a ramble. This is intentionally a ramble. I do not have the coherent points that I usually do in my episodes because I've decided not to not to do that. Um, one of the other things that I think has become beautiful in this week, in the reflection of the on the life of Kobe, the love that he had for his daughter Gianna, the love that he had for his girls, the love that he had for his wife. There is a sports, an ESPN anchor named L. Duncan, and she posted a one and a half, almost maybe not even two minute video reflection while she was on the air of her first meeting of Kobe Bryant. And at the time she was pregnant, I encourage you to look for this clip. It is, it's emotional, but it's beautiful. And she was reflecting on her meeting him at the time she was seven or eight months pregnant. And so he immediately was like, oh my goodness, you know, are you having, what are you having? Do you know what you're having? And he, she told him that she was also, she was having a girl and he's like, oh, I love girls. I love having girls, whatever, whatever. The conversation goes as you, as I'm sure you may have even heard this already, or you know that when a man athlete has girls, or there's an expectation that men want boys, period, athlete or not. There's this belief that, you know, men have to have boys, they have to have boys. And you can even look in scripture that, and and in cultures currently around the world, when a man did not have a boy, there was this belief that now his legacy couldn't be passed on and all these other, all these negative things that would be reflected on the woman who did not give birth to a boy as though women control the gender of a baby, but that's another conversation for another day. So, or I should say sex of the baby. So they talk about, and they talk about girl being, you know, parents of girls. And he talked about his love. And this was something that in any conversation, it seems that people had with him about this, this, the, his sentiment was always the same. He loved being a dad of girls. And so now hashtag girl dad has been trending for several days. It seems this week so far 
And there are pictures of these men with their daughters. And I'm going to try not to get emotional here, but I'm, it's, I, it's happening even as I say I'm not going to get emotional. What is so powerful about this, one of the things that's so powerful about the reflection that happens after someone passes is you then look at your own life through a different lens and you start to appreciate things in a new and different way. Sometimes regret comes with that, but even through the regret, the hope is that you find a way to move through and move past, not even move past is not the right word to carry on with new life, carry on with new renewed perspective, carry on with lessons that you did not have before, but that you've now gained because you've been able to reflect with intention to look for value in places that you did not see it before. And in seeing the way that people are pushing forward a love for girls, one of the things that I have realized just in the last several months is that I have this strong desire to be a mother of a daughter. And that is because I want to love a little girl into becoming a confident woman in a way that my childhood did not always give me that opportunity. And to see fathers loving on their girls is something that I did not grow up experiencing. And now, as I think about my relationship with my heavenly father as a full-grown adult, I have to learn almost to be, a, to be loved by a father. But when you can be a little girl who knows who does not have to search for, who does not have to find, who does not have to question whether she is loved by anyone, but especially to be loved by a father. There's something powerful in that. There's a reason why fathers are so important in the lives of their children. And as someone who grew up in two single parent homes, both by my grandmother and my mother, I take nothing away from the 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 power that comes from being raised in a single parent home. But I absolutely acknowledge that there is a hole that exists when you are growing up without one of your parents. There's absolutely a hole that exists. And many people who have that reality grow up and carry on in their adult lives, not filling that hole and finding other places to fill that hole. Because there, again, there's a reason why the model is a, are two parents in a household. Success can come from single parent households, but there's a reason there's a model. And even if it's not two people in the same household or two parents in the same household, there's a reason why children get love from parents in a certain way. From one parent, they get some things and from another, they get another. So even if you are two parents in different households, Love on your children together, co-parent well together, because that also is a reality and it's a real thing and it's beautiful. My prayer is that in that ramble, take from it what you will, but that as you process that you take care of yourself, that you look away when you need to, 
that you love the people that are close to you and that you work through the challenges that you might have with people that you love. And that is not to say to force a relationship where there is none. That's not to say that you show up in a false sense of, you know, of appreciation, but that you process, that you process whatever is going on and that you work through it to, through to a resolution that keeps you at peace. That doesn't necessarily mean full-fledged reconciliation. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have and develop a picture perfect, whatever that looks like relationship with your family. But it does mean that you process and that you process such that you can pursue a, a productive path forward. Process such that you can pursue a productive path forward. That is our responsibility. That is our task when it comes to processing our past experiences, when it comes to processing the remnants of relationships that are recent or distant past. It, that is our responsibility when it comes to processing our strengths, when it comes to processing our blind spots. We've been talking about self-awareness and that series is still, is still in progress, but I could not go to that this week. I just couldn't go there this week. What I pray is that you take care of whatever it is that you need to take care of in your life, not just because life could end in an instant, because that is also a very real reality. That is something that I grappled with earlier this week and recognizing that it literally, it's not sickness. It's not old age. It can be tragedy. And we know that, but to be reminded again, it just, it's sobering in so many ways, but that you process and that you do this work just for the sake of living life well, just for the sake of showing up to be the best that you can be in whatever time that you have. What I think can be said, the extraordinarily short life that his daughter lived, there was potential, endless potential that could be seen in her. And in the, what is called sometimes the second act of Kobe's life in him and his second career in him becoming a creator and winning an Oscar for a animated short film, you know, two years after he finishes a 20 year hall of fame career in the NBA, what we believe and know is that there was endless potential. We had the same conversation last year when, when Nipsey Hussle was, was killed after seeing the impact that he had been having in his career. And you can think about our own, you can think about your own family members. You can think about so many people who, you know, who were, who law, who died suddenly or not even suddenly who died young knowing that there was a runway ahead of them yet what i hope that it inspires you to do is in the time that you have to be intentional about creating the impact now while you are here such that when we do die because death is inevitable that there will be something that you leave differently and it does not have to be a grand scale it does not have to be to your followers or an email list or anything like that. But how did you treat the people that you came in contact with? How did you leave them feeling? What 
did you contribute that reflected the purpose that God had on your life? And that is my prayer for you. That is my prayer for myself. That is my intention for myself. And continuing through with this podcast, continuing through with my work through my coaching, my work through Elevate Your Career Academy, my work through my Facebook group, my work through just touching people every day, kindness, through listening, through looking people in the eye when I talk to them, through not walking past people, through apologizing when I am wrong, those things, that is the goal that that is the work that I am doing. And I have a long way to go, right? There are a lot of things that I am currently actively working on that I have to heal from based on the, the things that I've experienced in my life such that I can develop better relationships with people who are close to me. But I am doing the work. I am intentional about the work. I am showing up with the intention to process such that I can pursue a path forward. And I pray that whether it's this or anything, or just the desire to know that you can live and be better based on what God has already planted in you, right? He knew us before we ever came to be. He had an intention for you before you ever came to be. He knows the number of hairs on your head. You know how much hair? You know how many strands of hair there are? And yet he counts them and he cares about every single one of them. Do you not also think that he cares about the way you show up for him? And he is not, I had a conversation with a friend this week and we were talking about the, the amount of stress and anxiety that we put on ourselves and the overthinking. And I was like, you know, God doesn't stress us. It's not God that puts pressure on us. He is standing lovingly waiting for us. That does not mean he does not have an expectation that we carry ourselves in a certain way. It does not mean that he does not have an expectation that we pursue righteousness and that we seek him first. You seek first his kingdom, that we seek and pursue righteousness. But he is not pressuring us. He is not the reason for our anxiety. He is the one waiting to receive our anxiety. Cast your cares upon him, right? take up this yoke because it was my, my yoke is, is easy. And my burden is light, right? It is like, we have that invitation to do, and it is our choice to stay gripped and hold on to those things. I was at a conference for work this week. And one of the things that the, one of the speakers said, we were having a segment about wellness. And she said, the thoughts, the only thoughts that we hold on to are the thoughts that we refuse to let go of. The only thoughts that we hold on to are the thoughts that we don't let go of. And so when you find yourself in, in these, you know, anxious moments and things like that, it is because we are not letting go of the thoughts. It is not because somebody else is putting them there. And again, I say that to say that it is, it can be challenging, right? There's work to do to learn to let negative thoughts go or to break a negative feedback loop. Again, doing that work myself, but it is still the result of choice. We choose intention as a, and, and more than we think. We choose to stay in certain situations or certain feelings or certain moments more than we think. Not saying that the choice is easy and not saying that the path out of those things are easy, but we get to choose and we get to continue to choose. Even if you fall back, you choose again. 
even if you, and, and it's the same thing with our walk with Christ. We have to die daily over and over again, multiple times in order to not stay rooted in some of the, some of the, the, the temptations or the sinful behaviors or things like that. We have to choose that. We have to choose Christ every day. I hear married couples have telling me and, and, and lead, listening to them. My friends tell me, but listening to people on, you know, in podcasts and things that you have to choose to stay with your spouse every day. You have to choose to, to love them through the hard times. The power of choice rests solely with you. And my prayer is that you choose to walk with intention every day for the time that we are blessed with. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. I rambled much longer. I did. I, I know that it's possible for me to ramble long. I didn't think I was going to ramble this long, but I pray that you stay blessed. I pray that you have a great week. And I will say again, this is, um, if you want to connect with me on social, I'm at Tiff South, Tiff with two Fs. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.